We are going to be learning Lukutei Sichas Chev Kirchas, the fifth Sicha for Parshas Bishalach. We are going to be discussing the mitzvah of Chava, and specifically the opinion of Rashi. In the Rashi that we're going to discuss, there seems to be a contradiction of what the shear of the Hafrashas Chala needs to be, how much are you supposed to separate from the Chala and give to the Kayin. seems to be a big steer in Rashi. And we're going to discuss four opinions how to explain the stira, how it's not a stira, and what exactly is the shear according to the opinion of Rashi. So it says, this is in Perik Tezvav, Pasik Yudchas Tachaf Aleph, discusses the mitzvah of Chala. So Pasik Yudchas tells us, you'll eat from the bread of the land. You have to take a truma. Trimu, truma, you will separate a truma from from the beginning of your dough, which Rashi explains to me that the first thing you do when you have dough is you take a chala. A chala is a tortilla, according to Rashi, which is a loaf of bread. And it seems from the, from the Pardis of Rashi, he explains it as a thin loaf, uh, almost like a matzah. Like he says, it's wide and thin. So you're supposed to take this challah as a terima terima, that you should separate this challah as a terima tasha. Because it continues, it should be just like the trumas goyim. Trumas goyim is, is regular truma because there's two types of trumas. There's trumas maestras and there's truma gadayla, which you give to the kayan. The difference is truma gadayla, they would collect from the goyim because that was the first thing that was separated was truma, so the kainim would come to the garden and they would take and they would be given their chalik. Mashiach and truma smaiser, that was the portion that, that the Levine separated, meaning is the Levine would come to the garden, get their maiserishin, they'd go home, they'd separate their maiser, take away the truma smaiser and give it to the kain. So the truma's garden was the truma that was actually given at the garden. That would be truma gadayla, that's what the yid gave to uh, the kain. And that truma gadayla does not have a shear. Truma Smeiser, you're supposed to give 10%. Truma Gedele does not have a shear. The Sifri actually tells us that one chita could be pateras as, uh, in the, the entire Kri. That one chita could be part of the entire mountain Midur Raisa. Midur Banan, they have a shear for uh, Bainanim, it's uh, 150th. For the people who are more cheap, they give 160th. For the people who are tzaddikim, they give 140th. But that's a shear Midur But the point is, it says you should separate it like Truma's Gairin. That means that Chala also doesn't have a shear. Just like Truma's Gurin does not have a shear, also Chala does not have a shear. The Paschal continues, Mereshis Arisai Seichan, Titnu Lahashem Truma Seichan. That from the, from the beginning of your dough, meaning is you don't separate the entire dough and give it to the Kayin, rather Mereshis from the beginning. So the first time it says Reshis Arisai Seichan means that the first thing you should do when you have dough is to take this Chala. Now, our Pasuk is telling us how much. He's saying from the beginning, don't give the entire loaf. What you do is from, mirachis, from, from of it. Some of it you're supposed to give, and you give it to Hashem as a trumlo derisecha. So if we look at Rashi, Divermaschol, Kesrumaz Gairin, so Rashi tells us, what does it mean that it's like Trumaz Gairin? Shuloi never bashir, because there's no shear by Trumaz Gairin. But like Kesrumaz Meiser, never bashir, but not like Trumaz Meiser, that there is a shear, you're supposed to give 10%. Avachamim should give one twenty fourth of the dough that he's making. 
for a baker, Efen Marboyim, Ushmoyna, he's supposed to give 148. So according to Rashi, Rashi is telling us very clearly that Chala does not have a shear, it's just like Truma, but the Chachamim gave a shear. Then we go to Paschapal, the Vermaschal, Titnu Hashem Truma, and we look at Rashi, he says, what does it mean you should give to Hashem this Truma? Lefi Shaloi Shemanu Shir Lechala. He says, since we do not hear, we not learn yet what the Shir of Chala is, Therefore, Namar Titnu The Pasik tells us that this Truma, meaning is before we're talking about that you have to separate the Chala to have, to, to, for the sake of Hashem, but we don't know how much it's supposed to be. So therefore the Pasik tells us Titnu Lashem has to be enough to Nasina, meaning it has to be a, a, some, somewhat of a Hashivas, something that has a, a Kadei, a Nasina, uh, which, which is somewhat valuable. Okay. The problem is clearly, it seems like a very big stira. Rashi originally tells us that we have a hekish to Ketumus Geirin to tell us that there is no shear, and then he tells us the next passage, it means that there is a shear. What's going on in Rashi? It seems very unclear. And there's multiple answers that are given. So we'll start with the Mizrahi. So Mizrahi explains that min ha-tayra, there is no shear. Midurbanan, there is a shear. And when Rashi says, in Diver Masva, titnu Hashem truma, that's just an asmachta. He's giving the asmachta for what he said earlier. He's saying, Midaraisa, there's no shear. The Rabbanon gave a shear. And then the next Pasik says, What was the asmachta that the Chalman relied on? Because since the Pasik says the idea of titnu, so the Mashmoy to the Pasik is, what, what, uh, what does Hashem want you to do? Hashem wants you to give to the Kayim something that is a Kadei Nesina. So it's not a Chi of Midaraisa, but since it uses this expression, titnu, it's clear what is the Torah want. The Torah wants you to give him a Kadei Nesina. And therefore, the Chachamim made a shear. They didn't just leave it, give whatever you want. Rather, they actually said it had to be either 124th for Labalabas, 148th for the uh, Nachtan. And, and the Re'im brings a few rayas for this. First raya, he says, is, is he says that we find when the Torah says the Lashon of Titan or not Nisan, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has any value. And he gives two proofs that even when the Torah says the Lashon of Sitan, it doesn't mean there has to be a Kadei Nesina. So even though Rashi is saying Sitan will Hashem, so it has to be a Kadei Nesina, he's like, that's just an Asmachta. How do I know? Because the Lashon of Titan in the Torah doesn't mean that it has to be a Kadei Nesina. It just means that you're giving something over to someone else, but doesn't necessarily mean that it actually has a value of Kadei Nesina. And he brings a few proofs. First proof he brings already is from the Truma G'dayla. Truma G'dayla, it also says Titan Lai. It says in, the, in Parsha Shaitan, Titan Lai, you have to give it to the Kayin. And we know that Truma does not have a Shir, Minataira. Second proof is regarding a get. A get it says, Venasan La, that he has to give, he's supposed to write for her, save her Christmas, Venasan La, and he's supposed to give it to her. And the Gemara tells us that if you write a get on an object which is also Ba, no, that's kosher. I, it says that you have to give her something, you have to give her the get, but you're, and you're putting on something which is also banal. So you're giving her something which has low value. But nonetheless, the Gemara says it's kosher. Why? Because when it uses the Lashon of nice, and it, that, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it has any value. It's just telling you, Papayal, what you're doing. You're giving it to someone else. It's just telling you what the verb is, what the action is. But it doesn't actually have any value. And then he brings, he says, the strongest proof is because the Kapasik itself, as Rashi brought, compares it to Truma's it says, you're supposed to give the challah kit trumas 
Truma's Gairin, we know, is Truma Gdaila, it does not have a shield. So clearly, what, 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 Chala cannot have a shield. So Alamai, when it says that uh, and therefore it says that's just the Mishnah. That's the opinion of the Mizrahi. The Gur Aryeh has a different shot. He says that you don't need to come to this to say that Titnu Lashan Truma is a just an asmachta, because that's the Pasha is not the Mashmois of Rashi, because he says Shir Lachala. So it's Mashma that the Torah itself is telling you what the Shir is. Uh, if it meant an asmachta, Lachai Rashi should have said that clearly, because he just a moment ago, a moment earlier said there is no Shir. And then to say that there is a Shir, and we learn from where it's Sitnu and it's an asmachta, and he doesn't tell us an asmachta. It doesn't see, see Pashup Shad of Rashi. So the Gurariye is a different shot. And he says that when it says Titnu Lahashem, that's the mitzvah. Meaning that in order to fulfill your obligation of taking off challah, you could take off any amount, just like a Truma's Garen. But the mitzvah, to do it properly, to do this mitzvah B'Shlemos, then you have to do it K'day Nesina. So again, the first Pasek, which is comparing it to Truma's Garen, is telling you the minimum Chiyav obligation that you have to do in order to fulfill uh, the Chiyav of Akala. But if you want to do the Mitzvah, meaning is to do this Mitzvah, the Shleimus, to do it properly, then, then you have to uh, take Kedai, then it should be Kedai Nesina. And he says regarding the proofs that the Rein brought, so he says like this, he says, he gives a Kla. He says, first of all, Whenever the Torah uses the expression of titen or nisin or nesina, you have to look at the context. Usually, most times when the Torah says that expression of giving, it's talking about from one person to the next. So, in those contexts, when it's just talking about from, it's just a verb, it's just an action. Then, in hachinami, you can't prove that it has to have any value. It's only when the Torah doesn't say who it's being given to, then. Or if it's, in our case, it says it's being given to Hashem, but it really means it's being given to the Kayin, then we have to look at the word Titeng. So let's go through the proofs he brings. So the first proof he brought, was, uh, one of the proofs he brought, was from Get. And it says by Get that you have to give it to her. He says over there, it's just talking about the husband is giving to his wife. So of course, it doesn't, doesn't have to mean anything else. He says when we look at, let's say, Trumagadayla, it says by it that the gracious the goncha siroshcha v'yitzracha, you're supposed to give it titnu la Hashem that you're going to give it to Hashem. So it says one time talking parsha shaitan tain loy, but also says the expression of titnu la Hashem. So it's that titnu la Hashem that we're being medayik. That why does it? What does it mean titnu la Hashem? You're not actually giving it to Hashem. You're giving it to the kohen. Alamai the pasuk is trying to say that if a kohen if Sorry, the individual who has the tavua decides to give more than his obligation. He only needs to give a mashu, but if he decides to give more, whatever he gives more will also have a shame truma. So whatever he gives to Hashem, that whatever he gives to the whatever he gives to Hashem will be kaidish. So that's telling us over here that whatever he's given, even if it's more than he's chayv, then ataka will be kaidish. Not that there's an obligation, but if he does, it will be considered truma and will have the halakhas of truma. But that's only because it says 
giving it to Hashem, but you're not actually giving it to Hashem, you're giving it to the coin. So Elamai, it must mean something else. It means uh, that it will also be Kaidish. So he says, when you look at our Pasuk, also there's a change. The Pasuk starts off, it tells us, Tarimu Surma Lahashem. And then if you look over here in our Pasuk, it says, Titnu Lahashem, giving it to Hashem. You're not actually giving it to Hashem, you're giving it to the coin. I love my one. It says, Titnu Lahashem is telling us another vark that has to be a Kedena that's what it means. Titnu Lashem means it's basically telling us that when you're giving the mitzvah, this is a mitzvah that you're giving to Hashem, therefore it needs to have some type of value. The Maskul of David questions the Gorariye. Uh, his question is based on the Sifri. He says, what's the source of Rashi? That this idea of, uh, uh, that, that it doesn't say a shurchala, that therefore nemer, he says that's from the Sifri, this idea that Nasina is teaching us that it has to be Kedin Nasina. He says, if you continue reading the Sifri, he says, He says, the Sifri is saying, from these words itself, and he tells us that you, it teaches us that you need to have Ashir Nasina, and then it tells us that the Chamim are teaching us that you need to have 124th or 148th. He says, according to the Guru Aryeh, the Guru Aryeh is basically saying like this, just to summarize. He's saying is that there's a chiv to give a mashim. There's a mitzvah minotaira to give kadeh nasina. And then the chachamim said that you, you should give 124th or 148th, depending on who you are. That's a chiv from the chachamim. He says, but if you look at the sifri, the sifri is actually learning that from those words, titnu l'hashem truma. So ay Titnu Hashem Truma is not teaching us a mitzvah midaraisa, that the mitzvah midaraisa that you have to give the day in the sino. The Sifri itself explains what, it's, what it means. Rashi doesn't explain it true. Rashi's not so clear. But if you look at the source of Rashi, Rashi said, the Sifri, he says that, the, that it says titnu, that Titnu Hashem means to give a shir, and Mikanam Rukhachamim, what that shir is. So it's, very, so, so it's nothing to do with, it's not a shir deraisa. It's a shimidur abanan. He says it's kolor like the Mizrahi, that these words are just an asmachta. And Yachinami, from the Sifri, it looks like what the Mizrahi is saying. But of course, we know the rule of the Rebbe that many times that if, if the Rashi changes the Lashem of the Sifri, that's Meduyak. And therefore, even though he has a taka, good proof from the Sifri, but from the Lashem of Rashi, that would not, would not be a question necessarily on the uh, Gorariye. But, anyways, that is his question. So those are two answers that we have so far. So let's just recap. We have the Mizrahi that says that the Mitzvah Midarais is a Mashu, and Midarabanan, you're supposed to give more, 124th, 148th, and we have an Asmach, the Titnu Hashem. We have the Gorariye that says, Midarais, you have a Chiv to give a Mashu, and then Midarais, you have a Mitzvah to give Kedem Nesina, and then Midibri Seifrim, you have a Mitzvah, that Midibri Seifrim, you have an obligation to give 124th or 148th. That would be an obligation from the Chacham. So that's not optional anymore. Then we have the Neudib Yehuda. So the Neudib Yehuda has his own explanation. And he writes at the beginning that this is, uh, he's never, that he, it's, 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 he has a derech chadash, like a new way, hasn't been seen before, but he thinks it's, uh, it's a good explanation in Rashi. Uh, the Rebbe points out in one of the Aras that they have found a, a Teisus Rid, 
which was which actually says the same idea. So it does seem like at some I don't know if they had the Tosis rhythm at the time of the Noi Yehuda or not. That definitely obviously the Noi Yehuda didn't see it, else he would have quoted it. Uh, but it could be also that this Tosis rid was discovered at a later time. I'm not sure. But either way, the Tosis rid actually says the same idea of the Noi Yehuda. That's definitely a Shtaker right that he has a Rishon that says the same concept that we're going to discuss. But Bahakten, I'm going to ask. We're going to. He has a he has a question. In addition to the question of the Steer and Rashi, he also has another question. And this would be based on the on the Mizrahi. It says it tells us in the Gemara in Menachas of Zion Zion and Beis. The Gemara over there is trying to um, trying to find out how much are you. We, we know that by the Lach Meitaida, Lach Meitaida is that when a person brings a carbon Taida, he's supposed to bring forty loaves of bread or matzah with uh, that. The Lach Meitaida is supposed to be brought with it. So the question is, how much are you supposed to give to the kind? So the Lach is you give ten percent. That means he's giving four. But the Gemara is trying to figure out where we know it from. So the Gemara says, why don't we learn it out from the, from Chala? And Rashi explains, what do you mean learn it out from Chala? It means because by Chala is your Mechuyev, he says, to give 148. Um, there's a Ksavyad, there's in Menachas, there's two Rashi's. There's the printed version, there's also the Ksavyad that they found in later, later point. The Ksavyad says, it says, that by it says 124. Either way, 148 we know is the shear of the Nachle, 124 is the shear of the, of the Balabas. But the point is that Rashi is saying is that why are we saying that you're giving 10% of the Lachmitai, that maybe it's 124 or 148? Uh, that's what the Gemara asks. So the, the Minchas, the Nayibhuda asks that Lachaira, what's the question of the Gemara? The shear, according to Rashi, the shear of 124 to 148 is just an asmachta, according to the Re'im. The Re'im just said it's an asmachta, it's not a shim it's a shim So how is the Gemara asking from a shear durabanan, saying, why don't we do 124 to 148 just like the Chala? Chala, what do you mean? That's, that's a shir midurabanan. Alamai, l'chayr, the the Gemara means that you should be able to give any amount to the Karim, just like regular Truma. But from the way how Rashi is explaining it, Rashi is clearly saying that it's either 124th according to Ksav Yad Rashi or 148th according to the printed version of Rashi. But that amount is, is an amount of the Chachamim. So why would we make it a Yulufta that the amount that we're supposed to give from the Lach Mikhaida would be the same as the Chala? The Chala, that's the Shir Darabana that Rashi is quoting over there. It doesn't make sense. So Elamah, he says, he, he gives a different shot on Rashi. And back then, he tells us an important point. He says, that whenever the Torah says Nesina, he says it's Machloikis in between two Tysuses. When the Torah says Nesina, does that mean it needs to have a shear of at least, let's say, a pach, uh, like a Shavaprutta, or does it mean it needs to have no value? So it brings one Tysus from Shabbos, uh, sorry, from Git and Dachaf and that it does not have to have any type of value. That's what Tesis says over there. Tesis actually, that Tesis I'm going to quote in more detail because it's actually a proof of the Gerardi. The Tesis over there brings numerous proofs that it does not have to have any value. He brings the proof from Trumel that we have. He brings the Gemara itself was talking about um, the uh, get. But then Tesis says that when you do, whenever the Gemara says that you do need a shear, that's only because there's a change in the Pasuk. And he gives an example that we find by Lovaina. We know that a mincha schaita is not allowed to have any frankincense on it. Regular mincha, mincha regular menachas have levaina on it. 
and shaman on it. But a minchas chait is not allowed to have it. Also, minchas chait is not allowed to have it. So it says over there in the pasuk, one pasuk says loisitan Allah halavayna, another one says loyasim Allah halavayna. So he says that if it just would have said one time loyasim or loisitan, then we would have thought it, the smallest amount of lavayna. But he says since the pasuk changes the expression, it first says loyasim and then it says loisitan. Therefore, we know that sitain doesn't just mean the minimum amount because it could have just used the same expression both places. Just say yasim la yasim both times. From this, that the pasuk changes it and says sitain. Um, that's teaching us it has to be kedinisina, which is a kazayis. So Toysus is telling us that the chalal, the lashon of nesina, does not mean any. Does not have to have any value, like by get truma, but unless the Torah changes the expression. So this Tysus is actually a proof for the Gerarius shot. It's not Mamish a proof, but it's, it is a proof to, to a certain degree. I'll explain. Because in our Pesukim also, the Pasuk first says, Terimu Sruma Lahashem, and then it says, Titnu Lahashem. It changes the expression. So Terimu would just mean any amount. But now that it changes it to say, Titnu Lahashem, it must mean that it has to be a Kedai so according to Taisus, this would be an achiyev midaraisa. From the Torah changes that its Torah itself is telling us to get a shear. So according to the Tumu Truma, and especially since it connects it to Truma's Gairin, that enachinami, that's that means that there's no shear. And that's what Rashi brings. But when we get to the word Hashem Truma, that tells us that there is a shear. But that shear would only be, that would be the mitzvah. So this Taisus, the svar of Taisus would be a, a good proof for the Gurari. It's not, it's not a complete proof because by Levoina, um, it's, a, it's the, you're only high by Kazais. There's not like a little bit as bad and then a, the Chiv is only Kazais. Over here is a little bit different because we're saying, we're keeping the Pshat of both words. We're saying Tarimu means a little bit is, is the Chiv that you need to remove. While it says Sitnu, it tells us that there's a mitzvah to do more. So he's, it's not the same idea as Taisvis, but the concept, the theoretical concept behind it, that when the psukim are changing the words, they're telling us that the word sitnu means uh, a, a certain shear, that is, is, is good, good proof in that thesis. But either way, that's one thesis. Then he quotes a second thesis from Secha Shabbos, where the Gemara is discussing that Yisrael is not allowed to give truma tamea to a kayan, but a kayan that has truma that became tamay. The coin is allowed to have a no from it. He's allowed to put it under his fire. He could use it for cooking purposes. He could, if it was oil, he could use it for his lamp. He's not allowed to eat it, but he is allowed to have a no. So in other words, truma tmeya is also ba'achila, but it's mutabana. And Taisus of their comments, I'm not going to go through the whole sugya, but Taisus of their comments, that when it says in the Pasuk, titen loi, it says that you're supposed to give to the coin. So titen means you have to give the coin something with value. He says, titeng always means something with the Shavu Purta. So therefore, from the words titeng, it would imply that Yisrael can give a Kayin, Truma Tahira, of course, because it has value, and even Truma Tamea, because that also has value. But then, because the Pasuk says, Loi, titen Loi, means you have to give to the Kayin something that he could eat, that excludes Loi Loi but not something that only his fire could consume. So even though Truma Tamea has value, but nonetheless, because you're allowed to have enough from it. But nonetheless, the Yisrael is not allowed to give it to him because the Pasuk says, Titan Loi, that Titan, you have to give him something of value, 
which Einachinami that would include both. But the Pasik adds the word loy, that something of value which only he can enjoy and not something just which his fire would enjoy. So we're seeing from this Taisvis that he's saying that the Pashas, the word Titeng, means something which is worth at least a Shavar Prota. So this, this is clearly a, a different opinion in Taisus. So this is a machlekes in the Bali of Taisus. So the Neid says he's follow, he follows this opinion of Taisus. He says, based on this, we could have another, we can, we can understand Rashi differently. And he says that in the mitzvah of taking challah, there's really two parts to it. When you have a thing of dough, that dough is tevil and it's asr to eat. So one, when you're taking challah, it accomplishes two parts. One is that when you're taking challah, now that dough becomes mutter. You're mimafkiyah, the iser of, of tavl, which was on it. And then there's a second Indian, which now that challah needs to be given to the kayin. So he says it's one mitzvah. There's one mitzvah of taking off challah and giving it to the kayin. But that one mitzvah consists of two parts. There's the removal of it. And then there's the giving to the kayin. So therefore, Lu Yitzur, he says, give some examples. Let's say you took off the challah, and then that challah was destroyed, or you, you, you're a thief and you don't want to give it to the coin, you eat it yourself. The challah, that you, the, the bread that you made is still mutter, it's mutter. Anybody who wants to eat it can eat it. You took off the challah, even if that challah now got destroyed, that doesn't have any effect on the, uh, the, the, the dough which you're masaki. It doesn't have effect on the rest of the dough. The rest of the dough is totally mutter to eat. The only thing is, you didn't do the mitzvah ikris. The mitzvah ikris is to give it to the kain. So there's the hafrasha, which gets rid of the iser, and then the mitzvah ikris, which is to give it to the kain. That's an important expression. He says the mitzvah ikris is to give it to the kain. Therefore, another example, let's say you have a kain, a regular kain. He still has an obligation to take off challah. He can eat the challah himself, but he has to take off. Why? Because there's still an iser of tabel on that challah. So he has to take off the iser of tabel, and then he's able to eat it himself. Uh, because there's obviously no obligation to give it to somebody else because he himself is a kind. But there is still that Isser which is there. And the Ben Machaber explains that, that according to his father, he says it's all... Uh, um, oh, sorry. So, so, what's, so those are the two parts. So he says, Mitzad the union of Bimafkia the Isser, that all you need is a mashu. When it says to remove la Hashem, that you're supposed to take a truma, or as the next passage says, challah to remove surma, that you're supposed to take a challah, that's referring to the inyan of hafkaz iser. So amashu, truma's goyrin, just like truma, if you take off one chita, that's matter, your entire uh, produce in that entire pile. So similarly by dough, by taking off just a little bit of the dough, that will be matter the entire dough. He says, but mitzvah, the second aspect of the mitzvah, that's what it means, Hashem, that's referring to giving it to the kain. So mitzvah the nesina to the coin, you haven't fulfilled that mitzvah. So mitzvah the terimu truma to get rid of the iser, all you need is a mashu, and that's what Rashi is talking about. When Rashi says it's kachumas goyrin, it means to be able to take away the iser. And then when the pasuk says titnu lahashem and mikan lamdanu, here we're learning a shear. That's talking about the mitzvah ikris, which is to give it to the coin. Since you have to give it to the coin, it has to have a shear because as as the Noid we already mentioned and proved from Taisus, that whenever the Torah uses the Lashat of Tain, it needs to have some type of value. And therefore, uh, that's where Rashi learns out that he, when you're giving it to the Koyan, he says it needs to have some type of value. So that, that's for a different reason. And as the Ben Machaber explains that, according to his father, it doesn't mean that you're doing two of that you first take off a little bit and then you take off 
Akadena Sina, let's say a Kazayas. Rather, he says, it's all one action. You're supposed to take off the Kazayas. By taking off the Kazayas, you have fulfilled both of these in Yom. But let's say you took off just a little bit and said Harzuchala, just a little mashahu. Then he says, in that type of scenario, you kind of ruined your mitzvah because yes, you were masaking your dough, but once you did a hafrasha, you can only do a hafrasha once. So you took off the hafrasha, which was too little. You're matter the chala, but now this is just regular masukim dika chala. So you cannot fulfill the mitzvah ikrits, which is the nesina of the kind. He says, this is a ma'uvis la yachaliska. This is a ma'uvis, it's something twisted, which you cannot fix. You cannot fix this mitzvah. So you did, it's taki, you can eat it, but you, you cannot fulfill the mitzvah giving it to the kind because whatever you take now is just basically just giving him a piece of cholin. It would not have the gedra of chala. And what about the proofs of the Re'ain? So he says the proofs of the Re'ain that he brought from Gittin and he brings from Truma, he says, very easy to answer. Because regarding the get, he says it also says tain. He says, yes, but the tain, the, the, the teeth and law that you're supposed to give her get, that you are giving her something big. You're giving her the ability to remarry. So maybe the piece of paper doesn't have value, but when the Torah says tain, it doesn't. It means that you have to give something of value. You are giving her the ability to remarry. That that is something of great value. And by true, what about truma? That we said chita achas. Even one chita is pateras is called a free. He says because by truma you also have these two parts of the mitzvah. There's one part of taking off, uh, taking off. The Isra of Tavl, which could even be one chita. One chita is Pateris, the entire pile. But there's another aspect of Tita that you're supposed to give it to the Kayin. And it's at the mitzvah of giving the time that you haven't fulfilled. Just like by Chala, you haven't fulfilled. So it's, Truma is not a proof. It's only, it is actually, it's a raya for me. Just like by Truma, you're able to be mafkia the Isra through one chita, but you will not have fulfilled the mitzvah of Nesina. Same thing by Chala. Okay, I shouldn't say it's a raya, because it's not a raya, because that's how he's explaining it, but he has a way of explaining it by truma. And based on this, he says, we can also understand um, the Gemara Menachas, why Rashi gives a shear of 124th and 148th, Ubehaktin, a very important Haddama. <clears throat> he says, we, we have in the Gemara, this is in Yishalmi, discusses what the um, we know that the, the minimum amount that you're, you're supposed to be giving. Um, so it's either 124th for Balabas, and we have 148th for, for the baker. And the Gemara is What is the reasoning for the Shrim? Meaning, why is there a difference between a Balabas and, and, uh, and a Nachdan? Like, why, why is 124th, 148th? Why is that? So according to Rabihuda, he says is because the real shear is 148. <clears throat> Meaning is, let's say you have your Yisarin, the minute you have your Yisarin of dough, um, how much the Chum really want you to take? They want you to take off 148. But they know that a Balabas is going to be cheap. He's sorry, Ayin. So he's not going to give the full, if you tell him 148, he's going to give like 160. So rather, what do they do? They tell him 124th. And then when he drips out on the 124th and it's really 137th, he st still really fulfilled the real share, which is 148. Uh, the Chachamim say 
that the real shear is really 124th. He says, but when, when a balabas gives, his dough is much smaller. He's only baking challah for his family. So 124th uh, is only going to be a small amount. It's going to just going to be one isar and it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, 124th of one isar. Like 1.7, uh, amount of like 1.8 or 1.9 eggs. He says, when a nachten, when a baker is baking, he's baking many, many isar. He's not baking one loaf. He's making hundreds of loaves. So therefore, when you 148, you're going to get at least uh, the same amount that the Baal of Bus is giving. You're, when you give 148 of the baker, what he's baking, it's going to be at least 124th, uh, meaning the same amount the Baal of Bas is given. And, and the Adra, but even with 148, he's probably still giving more. So therefore, he's also fulfilling this year. So the, in other words, the Nodim Hud is saying is like this. He's saying is, and this is an important point, that there's a sheer Midoraisa. According to, um, there's the Shir Deraisa, again, in order to be Mafia the Isser, any amount. But in order to have Kedai Nesina, in order to, to give the mitzvah, Sitnu Lashem, has to be Kedai Nesina. And he's saying the Machloikis between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim is how, what is that Shir? And how do we make sure that everybody's fulfilling it? He's saying, according to Yehuda, the Shir is 148. And the only way to make sure that everyone's going to do it is by making the balabas give 124th, and therefore he'll at least, you know, once he gyps out, he'll give 148. But the nachtam will, he's an anyak, he'll give the right amount in the chatkila. While according to the chachamim, no, the real shear is really anyways 124th, but the nachtam has much, a much larger amount of dough, so anyways he'll come out to the same amount as 124th. So, that, so he explains that is the kadeh nesina. So when the Torah says that you need a Kedai Nitzina, that's what the Chachamim are trying to Meshayim. That's the Machlekes is based on. What is the Kedai, what, what is the Shir? According to Behuda, it's one amount. According to the Chachamim, it's the Sadr amount. And he says, if you look at Rambam, he says, this is how he also wants to explain the Rambam. Hilchus Purim Perakeh. The Rambam starts off that there's a mitzvah to say, to be mafresh to chala, reishis, arusay secha. And then he tells us that you could, even any amount, even the size of a, a sa'ira, like a barley, you'll fulfill your obligation. And then Balacha basically continues that the very side from the Chamim or Meshire that you should give more because it says in the Pasik Titan Lai. And they said that for a Balabas 124th, for a Nachtam 148th. And then in Balacha Gimel he continues and says that in a situation where, let's say, the Nachtam's making, uh, he says, if the Balabas, let's say, is trying to sell it in the, is planning on selling his bread, he still gives 124, or not, not sell it, I'm sorry. If the Balabas wants, is making a Mishdal of Noah, a big party, a wedding for a son, so he's making a lot. So maybe since he's making a lot, he could give 148. No, 124th, the Chum did not want to be Machal. And then it says, what about a Nachtam that's making a small amount? Maybe he has to give more now, 124th, because he's given so amount. So he says, no, he could still give uh, uh, 148, because the Chum didn't want to be Machalik in this year. So he says, According to the Rambam, he holds the same thing that the Nodim is explaining. That mitzvah says, say, the is just as any amount to get rid of the Isra of Tabal. He says, but when we're looking now at the mitzvah of the Nesina, he says, what would be the minimum amount of giving? He says, according to the Rambam, it's clear that it's 148 of Nisari. Because since he's saying that the baker 
is able to give 148 even if he's making the smallest shear, the, the, the minimum amount of dough that would be high to give challah is one isarim, or, or the shear of oimer, which is 43 and one-fifth of an egg. So even when he's giving, when he has the shear of challah, which is the minimum amount, we're saying that the chalman didn't want to give challah. So they say they give 148 of that. So that must mean that is the shear the rice of Kedai Nesina. It's 148 because if the Chumim, if they say like Chilku Chacham, and they're not going to be not be mechalik, and say the guy can give less less than his obligation midiraisa. Alamai, when they say one forty eight, it means that is the shear midiraisa according to the Chacham. Uh, so that is the opinion of the Neidu Now when we go back we can, uh, to Rashi and the Pesukim, we can understand that Harimu Truma. This said you have to take Truma any amount Hashem, That's that's the Miyakiv Iser. When it says that you have to do Sitnu, which needs to be a certain shear, that shear is 148. And then the Chachamim were Maisif, that it's not enough that you just give 148 of an Isarin and you're good to go. Because regardless of how big your dough is, meaning is that from the words Sitnu, all it's teaching us is that you, that the, the person making the dough has to give something Chashiv, has to give a Chashiv of amount to the uh, to the Kayan. So when the Kayan's receiving it, he doesn't know how much dough the baker had or the balabas has, it's just what is he receiving? Is he receiving a chashu amount or not? So midaraisa, what's considered a chashu amount? 148 of, uh, of an isarin, which is even, which is even less than the size, of, which is less than the size of a beta. That would be considered a chashu amount. A chala, which is a bit less than the size of a beta, that's considered chashu. And then the chachamim, we're moisif on that. When it says the Chacham were moisif, that 124th or 148th, it means is that it's not just 124th and of Yisarin, and that's all you need to give, regardless of how many Yisroinists you have. Rather, have, they say, is you, if you have 50 Yisroinists, then you have to give 124th of all those 50, or 148th of all those 50 Yisroinists. That, that's the Chiddush of the Chacham. So, Midar Raisin, or to fill the obligation of Kedai Nesina, all you need to look at is the person receiving it. The coin who's receiving it, when he gets 148 of an Isarin, he's happy. Regardless if I've made a, a massive challah, as long as I give him 148 of an Isarin, he, that, that is considered chashim. The chashim said, no, 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 no. It's, it's not about how much he's getting. It's how much you're making. You need to give a chashim or amount relative to what you're making. So you have to give either 124th or 148th, and that... Uh, would be based on the uh, what the reasoning for that would be. And therefore, in situations where, uh, you know, when the, the Nachdan, let's say, is making a small amount, or the Balabas is making a very large amount, they didn't change it, they just left it as it is Midurabanim. Because those are Midurabanim, the Kashirim, that you have to give for all those things. But the minimum amount, which is 148 of the Yisar, that they can never change, that would be the minimum in order to fulfill the obligation of Kedem Sina. And Al-Pizah, we can understand now, um, we can understand now the, the, the Rashi's comment in Mesachas Menachas. Why does Rashi say that we should learn out that it's 124th or 148? He says, because when, because there's two parts to the mitzvah. Enachinami, that the part of the mitzvah in the Ortim of Kiyah Isser is Amashahu. But the amount to fulfill the mitzvah of sitnu, giving to the kayan, that's either 124th 
according to the Chanim, or 148th according to Rabbi Yehuda. And that's what we're talking about. How much of the Lach Meitoide do we need to give to the Kayhan? Is it 10%? Is it something else? So Mar says, what you need to give to the Kayhan is the same amount that you give to the Kayhan, Mitzada Mitzvah Chala. And therefore, we have two gear soys in Rashi. According to one Rashi, it's 148. That is, that's like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, and that's also how the Rambam Paskins. According to the other gear, so the Ksavyan, it's 124th, and that would be like the Shita of the Chachamim in Yerushalmi. So that works out, according to him, beautifully. Now, let's discuss the Rebbe's answer. So the Rebbe tells us, we have a few Shilas. And these Shilas, the Chayr, are not answered by the other Rosh Rashi. First of all, why the Chalal is Rashi getting into the Shir of the Chachanim? Why, that, why is that even relevant to the Shutei Shomikra? Why is telling us that a, a Balabas is 124th and Nachtim is 148th? Why is that relevant? And Vaharai, in most places in the Torah, where there's no Shir Midaraisa, but there is a Shir Midarabanim, Rashi doesn't tell us the Shir. For example, by Peah. There's a shear of 160th Midurabanan. Rashi doesn't quote that at all. He just tells us what pay is. By Bakurim, there's also a shear of 160th. Rashi doesn't tell us that by uh, Bakurim that there's no shear, but the Midurabanan, you're supposed to give 160th. So why over here does he give a shear? The other places where he gives a shear is also by Truma and Rashis Agais. And we'll see also later on why over there it's relevant to Pshutte Shamikra, and that's why he gives a shir also by those examples. But the Chlal, we see that Rashi does not give the Shurei Chachamim, because he's not a safer of Allah, and therefore that's not really relevant to understanding the Pashtut Shad of the Pasuk. Second of all, why does Rashi translate the word Chala over here? He says Chala means Turtil Belaz, which is a bread or a loaf. Uh, and it's in the Siddur of Rashi, he says it's like a thin, wide loaf. Why over here does he explain it? We've had this word many times in the Torah by Menachis already in, uh, in Parshas, uh, I think, Sisa, and we've had it many times in, uh, in Parshas Yikra, where it talks about the Menachis, and it tells us the Chalis Dulois Beshemen. So why over here does he explain what it means? And also, once he gives us the shear that that the Balabas is 124th and the Nachtam is 148th, why doesn't he explain it? The Sifri explains, gives the reason. We discussed some of them earlier on the Yushalmi from the, the, the Shita Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. The Sifri quotes those reasons too. Why is Rashi not quoting it? Because when you're reading it, it's very difficult to understand. Why are there two different shurim? Where else in the Torah do you find that the Truma, the Kurim, all these other things, that there's a different shir for a different person. By Truma, you find that the Tzaddik or Chassid gives more, as someone who's Ayn Yofa, Baini. But th- those are just options. Here we're saying he has to give 124th, 148th. So why doesn't Rashi explain the reasoning for it? So to explain, Shita's Rashi, this is what's bothering Rashi. What's bothering Rashi is that on one hand, the Pasik tells us that it's Katruma's Gairin. That it's something that doesn't have a shear, in shear, just like truma. But it also tells us that it's a challah. What is a challah? So Rashi tells us what a challah is. This is important. He tells us it's a tortilla. It's a loaf. It's a, it's a type of bread. It's a type of uh, bread that they had. So how can you say in shear that you can give any amount? Well, there is an amount. You have to give a minimum of a loaf. That's a challah. The, the pasuk says clearly you're supposed to be giving a challah. And this is 
even relevant lahalacha how Rashi learns this these words that a chala, according to Rashi, is the amount is the name of the mitzvah according to Rashi is not chala. Rather, chala is what you're separating for the sake of truma. So the mitzvah is really truma. And what are you doing? How how much do you need to separate from this truma? This is the shir b'chala. Therefore, in the Siddur of Rashi, he tells us that the bracha that you make for a freshest chala is actually a freshest truma. Because it's actually, that's what the Pasuk says. It's a chala, one of the chalas that you're making from all the other chalas. You're supposed to separate this chala from all the other ones and make it as a trimu truma la Hashem. You're supposed to give it as a truma la Hashem. So therefore the bracha is truma. And he also says that you're supposed to, before you burn the chala, you should actually make it look like a chala. So the part that you separated, you make it thin, you make it wide, so it actually looks the same as what a chavatak is. And then you burn it because it's supposed to be a chala. So it has to look actually uh, the way that, the, that, that, that a chala, well, you know, the description of what a chala is. According to the Rambam and others, as we know, that we make the bracha of lahafresh chala. Uh, and the Gura explains the reasoning is it's based on that the hafresh truma, the Shulchan Aruch quotes, the Mechaber says the hafresh truma, and Rashi, as we said, has that hafresh truma because that's based on the Pasuk that the Gura writes because it says Trini truma. And the other, like the Rambam and the others that say that you're supposed to do challah, he says that's based on the Lashen in the Gemara. Because the Gemara, when it refers to this mitzvah, refers to it as challah. But that's not the Lashen of the Mikra. And the Quran finishes off that it's better to say the Hafrish Truma because we should be going after the Lashen of the Pasuk, not after the Lashen of the Chafam. But the point is, according to Rashi, challah is a mitzias. It's a Dabr Chashev. It is, uh, it has a certain shape, and it's, it means a loaf. <laughs> Even supposed to, before you burn it, you're supposed to make it look like a loaf. Um, so, Ayyubazai, what does it mean that it doesn't have shear? So, therefore, according to Rashi, the Pshat is Azai, that there's no shear for the Kamas, but there is a shear for the Echos. Right? When we're comparing the Chala to the Truma Gedela, saying just like Truma Gedela does not have a shear of Kamas, how much you need to give. Also, the chala that you need to separate, there's no sure of how many chalas or how big this chala needs to be. But you need to give something which is called a chala. So if you're giving a crumb, a crumb is not a chala. So it has to be a, the description of what a chala, Rashi said, it basically looks like, according to Rashi's description, it sounds like a matzah, basically. So that's what you would need to give. So it seems contradictory. So therefore, Rashi explains that this is why the chacham actually gave a shear. Saying they gave a shir because since the Torah on one hand says bekamos it doesn't have a shir, but we know that by echos it needs to have something which is at least considered a chal, something which has some type of chashivas. So what do the chalman do in these types of situations where you, where it's basically up to the person to make sure he's doing the right thing? The chalman always give a shir, say you know what, what is the shir that you're going to have to give one twenty fourth or one forty eighth, but bekamos because I'm assuming that what they're afraid of is. One of, one of two things. One, they're afraid of that the person would give a challah that's not even in the gather of a challah, that it would be so small or uh, so inconsequential, it would not even be considered something that has any chashiva. So therefore, they made a certain sure that you need to give one forty-eight or one twenty-fourth. Why does Rashi need to tell us what those shirim are? Why doesn't he just say that the chum and nas shir? Why does he have to tell us how much? The reasoning is because if he didn't actually, if Rashi doesn't tell us how much the shirim are, we could have assumed that Rashi only wrote Abba Chacham Nas Nushir. So by telling us Chacham Nas Nushir, 
that at least answers the question that we're having. Is there sure or not? So the answer is there's no sure for commas, but the common gave a sure for commas. So that gives, gives us an explanation of what's going on. But we could assume that what does it mean not to sure commas? That would mean that you need to give something chashif. So, you know, let's say it's um, uh, 124th of an isar, but it's regardless of how much dough you have. Like, meaning if you're making 100 isarin of dough, you need to give one challah. So the chamer telling you what's one challah. Uh, it, it's whatever the amount is. Let's say uh, it's, it's, it's the equal of an egg. Okay? That's what I would assume. That it's, it's, it's not going by the noise and it's going by the makabal. That the coin needs to receive something which is chashu, that that would have the considered, be considered a chal. Therefore, the Rashi has to tell us in order that we don't make this mistake, that that's not how the chacham did it. The chacham did it be to the giver. That he has to give 124th of all the dough that he's making. 148th of all the doughs that he's making. Then why does he have to tell us two different sure? Just tell us 124. Why? Why, why 24? Because that's what's more, again, he's on a safer halacha. He's explaining uh, what the mitzvah is, just like he's explaining what the mitzvah is. So just tell us what's more relevant, which is 124. Most people are balabatim. They're not uh, people who sell bread. They're not bakers. So just tell us 124. That's something more that the child will know about. His mother makes challah. He'll know 124. So the answer is, the Sarachi is still trying to give you the gather of what Chala means, the Sest. That the reason why you need to give the Chaman said that you, there needs to be a Shur Bekamos is because Chala means there's a Cheshivas. Chala means there's a Cheshivas Be'echos, that it has the gather of Chala. And what the Chaman were worried about is that you're going to give less than even the minimum requirement. You're going to give a chala that's not even considered a chala. Therefore, they gave a certain shear, and they said that the chala needs to be chashuf. It has to be a chashuf chala. So now that they said that it has to be a chashuf chala, and they, how did they decide that? So they look at the person, the fimahu, according to what the person is, that's what's considered chashuf by him. It's according to the chashivas of the noisin. Again, it's not according to what the chashivas of the makabal is. It goes according to the chashivas of the noisin. And therefore, it depends how much dough he has. If he has a lot of dough, then he needs to give a lot of challah. If he has a little bit of dough, a minimum of nisar, he'll be giving a lot less. So therefore, there's also a difference between a balabas and a nachtin. The balabas, he has, his, his challah is usually much larger. Plus, the challah is usually only for his family. So for him, what's a dover chashiv? For him, a dover chashiv is, is a challah which is 124th, or 124th of all the dough that he has. That would be considered chashiv for him, because the chalali makes larger doughs, larger, larger chalas, and he has a lot more challah which is meant for him. So he, for him, he's used to a much larger amount for himself. So when he's giving it to the kohen, he also has to be a dover chashiv. Masha'in came by the baker. A baker, first of all, is used to making many different types of, of, of sizes of bread. There's larger sizes, there's small sizes. The rich people might want a larger bread. He has a neem that kind that wants smaller sizes. Some people just like bagels, French loaves, who knows? There's different types of bread that they're making. Also, he has a lot of expenses. So his chalik in the dough that's there is much less because there's also the expenses that he has to uh, consider. So for him, what's a dover chashiv? A dover chalik, which is chashiv, is a much smaller chalik. For him, even a much smaller challah is chashif. A, because that's what he's used to making, so he has those types of challahs. And B, because he has a lot more costs, therefore his, what could be, his chalik in the challah is smaller, therefore the chashivas for him is even on a, a, a smaller challah. That's why he has to give the small, even a smaller challah to the um, client. So that's why he mentions both. Rabbi, is also a second reason why he mentions both? 
is because we might assume if Rashi only mentioned 124th, which is the more common amount because that's by a ball bus, 124th of an Isaran is larger than a beta. It's like 1.8, I think, or 1.9 eggs. But we know in other places in the Taira that a beta is considered a chashid amount. So it, it seems very contradictory. We're saying is that the chamim, since we have a chal, and the chal needs to be a double chashid, and we're worried, the chamim, we're worried that you're not going to give a double chashid, therefore they set an amount. So what amount did they set? They set that it has to be at least a 124th as a minimum. But why is 124th is almost two size of two eggs? Why is that considered a double chashid? It should have been less. So therefore, they also, he also brings the amount of a, of, 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 a, of, of a baker, which is 148. And according to Pshuti Shemikra, there's no mashmois that we're talking about different sizes of bread. All we're, the Pasuk actually only said Arisa which Rashi means it's an Arisa which has the size of a baimer, which is a spirit which is 43 or one-fifth of an egg. So we're talking about the same dough for both the baker and the nachman. And we're saying that all you need to do is 148 of that amount. That would be considered a double chashid for the baker. So that's even less than one egg. So according to this, even less than one egg would be considered chashev for this uh, bread. So that's a very interesting chiddush, that according to Rashi, the minimum size that you would need to give, midurabanan, would be a size which was less than an egg. So that means midurabanan, it could be that even, I don't know, a quarter of an egg, a half an egg, could be considered something which would be chashev. And the chamim uh, were somewhat machmer to say, look, you have to give at least a minimum of 148, that would be considered uh, a davar chashev. The rabbi points out in his madgish that Rashi is not trying to say that 148 is the sheer midaraisa, meaning the chamim figured out what's a davar chashiv, at least 148. That's the minimum type of thing that would be a davar chashiv. Um, that is incorrect, he says, because since the Pasik clearly says, Tarimu Hashem, that it's comparable to Kachumas Gairin, that there is no shear for the Kamas, so it's very difficult for us to say that Rashi is telling us that. There is a shir for the kamas. The chamim or mashiach. What's the shir for a kamas? One forty-eighth of an isarin. That is the shir for kamas. He says that no. That's a shir midurabanan. The shir midurabanan. There is no shir midurabanan. All that the Torah says is that you need to give a chal which is considered a chal. And technically, I would assume that we really would depend on where you live. If you live in one place, a chal is considered one thing, and another place, a chal could be considered a much smaller amount. It would really be relative to the what's considered a chal in whatever place that you're living in. So therefore, the Chachamim said, we're not going to just do it according to where you're living and who you are. We're making a set amount. So that would be the minimum only Midr Abana. The Enoch Inami, Midr could be that even a smaller amount would be considered uh, a Chashiv amount. So based on this, we now we can understand the second Rashi. When it says, When we get to the second Rashi, the second Rashi is actually not talking about like the Nodi Behuda said, that there's another mitzvah to give it to the Kayin. Or I shouldn't say, sorry, not another mitzvah. A second aspect of the mitzvah. It's one mitzvah, but there's a second aspect of the mitzvah, which is to give it to, hash, uh, to, give it to the Kayin. And therefore, it has to be a larger amount. He says, no, what Rashi's telling us over there is, he's telling us that when it says, since we haven't learned a shir for the chala, meaning is, be'echos, because Kamas, there is no shear. But Be'echos, L'fishalei Shomani, shear for the Chal Be'echos. We don't know what it is. All we know is it has to be a But what is the shear Be'echos? Therefore, never titnu shevek ve'nesina. That what is the shear Be'echos of this Chal? It has to be a Chal that has the Echos of enough k'day nesina. What that k'day nesina is, 
The Torah doesn't tell us. And again, the Chachamim gave the Shir and said, you have to be 124 to 148. So therefore, this explains why there's no stira in Rashi and also answers our other questions in Rashi. Why does Rashi mentioning uh, what the Shurim and the Chachamim are reasoning? As we said, because it seems like there's a contradiction in the Pasuk. It says on one hand that there's no Shir, it's like Truma and then we say that there is a minimum Shir of Achala. Therefore, he needs to give the Shurim of the Chachamim um, our second question was, why didn't mention Chala Tertil? Because again, Chala, he's telling us that it's Tertil because he wants to express to us that this thing has some type of Shir Echos. And then the third question was, why doesn't Rashi explain why it's 124th or 148th? Shouldn't he explain the reasoning for this, why there's a difference? So the answer is, based on what we said, it's because it's once you have all this information, it's Pashit, why there's different amounts for the for Balabas and the Nachtan. Because based on what Rashi is telling us, Chala is an Indian of Echos. But the Chalmu were worried because of the Kamos. And therefore the Chalmu were Masakin, that, that you need to give something which is Chashat based on the giver. Not on the Makabal, but on the giver. If it's the Makabal, it would you know, always be one set shear. But we're saying the Tzad the Noisen has to be Chashat. So once we're looking at the Noisen and we know, oh, there's a Balabas, there's a Nachman, then we can already figure out ourselves that there's differences between a baker and, 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 and all the person that's baking. And therefore, what's considered Chachid by them would be two totally uh, different amounts. So, and of course, there would be no Stira in Rashi because both of the first Rashi and the second Rashi are both talking about the mitzvah of separating. That the first Rashi is telling us the mitzvah is separating, that there is no shear mitzvah kamos, and the, uh, but there, uh, and the second Rashi is telling us that mitzvah echos there needs to be the chala needs to be something which is kdeinisina. Based on all this, that is the, the sikh of the Rebbe. But there's many, many beautiful chadushim that the Rebbe is telling us that we can see based on this Rashi. Some of them are mentioned in the some of them are between the lines. So just to go over that. First chiddush would be is that according to all the other mafarshi Rashi, in order to be mafkia the isra of tevel, you could be mafkia through a mashuhu. A mashuhu would get rid of the isra of tevel, and then we have different explanations regarding the nesina lakayim. But everyone agreed that to get rid of tevel, it could be a mashu. Mashu Inc. according to Rashi, he's saying the hafrashas truma needs to be uh, at least min needs to be a mount of a chala. Which we said is a kadei nesina has a chashuv amount of kadei nesina, so it can't just be a mashu. It needs to be a chala, which has the echos of a kadei nesina. The second chiddush would be is that according to Rashi, the chachamim gave a shir mitzad the hafrasha, that the hafrasha needs to be a one twenty fourth or one forty eighth. Masha Enkin, according to the other opinions, the hafrasha could be any amount. It's only mitzad the nesina the chachamim were kaveya one twenty fourth or one forty eighth. So what's the nafkimina? According to Rashi's way, uh, Rebbe's way of learning Rashi, if a person would be mafresh less than 124th or 148th, then Midurabonin, he hasn't fulfilled the Hafrashas Chal. So Midurabonin, this would be considered Tavel. Midurabonin, he might have given more than Kedena Sina, so Midurabonin won't be. But Midurabonin will still be considered Tavel. Masha'ikin, according to the other Rishayim, there was never a Takana that the Hafrasha needs to be 124th or 148th. So it could be that according to their opinion, as long as you did any amount of a frasha, so you were mitzi midday table, but mitzad the mitzvah to give it to the kohen, you have not fulfilled your mitzvah of giving it to the kohen unless you do one twenty fourth or one forty eight. 
course, this is a ha'ara but it is very possible that even according to the other opinions, how are the chum and mechazik their gezer that you need to give one twenty four to one forty eight? They probably said that it's going to be still be considered tevel. But that's at least. But this is nafkimina just in the logic of the inyana. Another nafkimina was the reasoning between between one twenty four one twenty four and one forty eight. According to Rashi, it's how it was being discussed earlier. Mashenke, according to the other opinions, it's like it was discussed in the Yushalmi, either according to Rabbi Yehuda, according to Chomem, as we discussed, Ba'arucha. And one last point, this is that according to Rashi, we can understand why he usually does not discuss what the shear of these mitzvahs are midorabana, like we said by Bikurim and by Peya, he doesn't tell us that midoraisa, it's any amount, midorabana, it's one sixtieth. The only time he tells us is by Chala, Truman, Rishas, Agais. Why? So he explained Chala, Ba'arichas, that only other places Truman, Rishas, Agais. The reasoning is because by Truman, Rishas, Agais, this is in Parsha Shaitan, it says that you're supposed to give the Truman, the Rishas, Agais, uh, 10 Lakoim. It says you're supposed to give it to the Koim. And, the, and then the Pasuk continues with other things you're supposed to give to the Koim, the Zroya, the Lachaim, the Keva. It's giving specific items. By giving specific items, that's Mashma, there has to be have some type of cheshivas to it. That's one point. From the context of the other psukim, all those things that you're giving to the kayan, it says envoy, and tells you a bunch of things that have a cheshivas, therefore also by Rishas the gaze and truma, it's also mashma that they're supposed to have a cheshivas, not just a mash, it has to have a davar chashiv. Second of all, the Pasik is telling us that the reason why they're getting these items is because they don't have a chelik benachla imach, rather Hashem is their chelik benachla, and Hashem is giving these things for the chelik benachla. So if this is supposed to be, instead of a chelik benachla, most probably a mashuhu of truma or mashuhu of a racist gaze is not really accomplishing that. Rather, what's it going to accomplish it if they actually get a dvar nesinat, they get something which is chashim. Therefore, midir rice, it's already mashuhu that by these other items, there needs to be some type of kedei nesinat, some type of davar chashim. So therefore, Rashi says that that's why that midir abana, midir rei they actually gave a shear. Meaning is midiraisa just needs to be any kdenasina, but the chum were worried that you're not gonna do the kdenasina properly. So therefore they gave a shear, a set shear, a kvudikashir, biachas to your whatever your property is, how much grain you have or how much racious gaze you have, that you need to give it that amount for the coin.